All right, Beyond Sunday uh, community, we are recording on Wednesday, May 25th. Um, yesterday, we had a major shooting in our state uh, at an elementary school, and we are going to be processing a little bit about that today on the podcast. Um, a lot of what we're feeling is going to be pretty raw. Uh, we're not quite sure what directions we're going to go in, and if you're not at a place where you want to listen to something like this, Skip. Or if you have small kids in your car. Or skip this one. Yeah. yeah and yeah. that's okay. Or come back to it later. Or, you know, we, we are all reeling from kind of a pretty hard and horrific thing that happened. Um, so it's uh, it's okay to 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 listen to something else that's more feel good. Or it's okay to process this and figure out how to how this impacts our faith walk as, yeah. as Christians. And join the conversation with us. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, well, welcome back to the Beyond Sunday podcast. Uh, this is Patrick Nazaroff with me as always, Pastor David Bowser. How are we doing, Patrick? And Elise McCarter. Still here. Still pretty successful. Yes. Ooh. So like I mentioned at the top, we're going to be talking about something a little heavier today that we're yeah. all still kind of probably processing. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to do a news story. We're not going to do kind of the fun little silly intro. I don't know how fun that is for people, but we're not doing it. <laughs> it's fun for us. <laughs> yeah. No fun for anyone today. Yeah. Um, and really kind of focusing in on, on this and um, then we've got maybe a, a bigger question kind of the back half. So let me yeah. ask you, how are we doing? Let's, let's start there. Yeah. Anybody, anybody? Lots of avoidance. Yeah. Yeah. This so. is the first one of these that I've had to talk to my daughter about. Yeah. yeah we both have elementary a, school yeah. students. That's a yeah. new, so we got the uh, notice from our district yeah. that they were going to have an increased police presence uh, around schools today, which is, I, I'm glad they're taking appropriate sure. measures and whatnot. But so then just having the conversation with her, like, well, why might we see extra police today? And what's yeah. going on? And that was a new and fascinating challenge. And to to give her appropriate information without, like, burdening her with all the stuff that I'm yeah. reeling and dealing with. That was a new parenting level. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I know, um, you know, reading about stuff and getting home, you know, like, all I really wanted to do was just, like, hold Timmy, like just hold my child yeah. and out of like fear and out of protection and out of sadness and just like, just do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he's Mm -hmm. three. So he's not aware of like what's going on in the world, but I'm like, I need to hold you right now. (laughs) So you need to stop squirming. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and also a feeling, you know, for me feeling like a little, in some ways like a little guilty that this one has affected Mm -hmm. me differently because I have a right. almost elementary school sure. student versus shootings in the past that was able to keep, yeah. you know, in some ways like that's hard, but I'm able to keep it emotionally at an arm's length. And now it just feels so much closer. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, so one of the things that I do when I'm processing stuff like this is that I, I run, right. I mean, this yeah. has been kind of my thing. I've shared this before. And so last night I went for a run and uh, it, it was, it was the silence of that moment, but then the, like the, the busyness of the world where like you're, you're simultaneously, you know that everybody's becoming aware of this. And actually when I left for the run, uh, it was still like the news had been like, oh, there were two who had died and a number had been injured. It's like, well, that's terrible. That's awful. Sure. Yeah. And then by the time I got back, the number is up to what, like 19, I think. And, yeah. um, you know, it just kept going up throughout the, this process. And it was just, it was this disparity of like knowing what so many people were going through and yet the world was continuing to spin around us. And, yeah. uh, and it was, it was just a really hard, uh, gap to try to process to let I, I don't know if you guys have felt this before but like when you're when you're going through like a really difficult piece of grief where you feel like anyone who's not there with you is just 
completely disconnected from you, right? Like they, mm-hmm. yeah. they can't pot. And so a lot, like last night I was having this feeling of like all these people, you know, on the roads or whatever they're doing, going through their life, just being completely disconnected from this thing. And I know that I, you know, they were all experiencing it in their own way or would be experiencing if they hadn't heard about it. It was just, it was a particularly unique and, and fascinating disparity for me. Whereas I was uniquely aware of the, the presence of God in the midst yeah. of it. And I was uniquely aware of the separation of humanity from that. And that yeah. was just yeah. a very weird space to be in. I had kind of the opposite because I was in the plane like mm. when it happened. And so then I was up for like four hours. And when I got down, like the news, everybody knew. Right. Yeah. So it was kind of yeah. felt like the last to find out. And it, so I felt very disconnected mm. for one thing. And then also like, wow, that changed really quickly. Like yeah. this thing happened while I was just, you know, right up there. Yeah. And yeah. So I, it's, I guess avoidance has sort of been <laughs> the name of the game for sure. me. So I just stepped right into the middle of like that news having already broken and just, you know, was tired and all that. So then yeah. it, you know, it looks like my family, like, you know, I've got mm-hmm. kids, you mm-hmm. know, in that, that yeah. situation. So I just have tried to ostrich on this one a little bit to yeah. be honest yeah. Yeah. yeah which i think that's one of the things like we've got to give people space for that to be okay like yeah. you know as, as a nation i don't think we can continue to do that but as individuals like right we each need to take our own path toward right. towards healing and towards dealing with this particular right. yeah. this particular event um and we can talk i don't know if we'll get into that or if that's another episode but we yeah. can talk about implications but i think for you know for our listeners right however you individually need to process this it's okay, yeah. right? I mean, if you need to cut yourself off from the news and social media yeah. for 24, 48 hours, do it. And I don't recommend using social media as your place to process all of your feelings. Sure. You know, sure. it, if yeah. what you think you need to do to heal is go and scream at people on Facebook, maybe you need to find a different outlet. Right. There's also um, a void in Iceland where they will right. remember. Right, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, all need, your we all need to go to the void in Iceland. Yeah. Or we need to, what was that phone number that we need to call to get a think, pick yeah. me up from the kids? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. I think we need to get a pick me up from the kindergartner. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know, uh, you know, I, last, last night uh, from recording, um, you know, I, I mourned, my wife mourned, then we mourned together, sure. and then we were like, let's just put on Top Chef. I'm yeah. like, let's, yeah. let's yeah. decompress let's for a little bit. De- really Top Chef. Decompress. That's what yeah. we're watching right now. They're, not, in, they're in Houston. It's not a judgment. I'm just surprised. I didn't put, peg you as a Top Chef yeah. person. Right. <laughs> this last, this, well, it's not live anymore. It's over. But we okay. the past season's been in Houston. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. We turned on uh, the American Ninja Warrior Women's Championship. Yeah. Which is pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. Same big ninja warrior fan <laughs> so i think part of what makes this sad for me and maybe this is true for you it's not just this one event that makes it sad it's that i was sad it felt like years ago mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and now feeling like the same thing what yeah. what is ha- like and feeling kind of helpless so i'm like not only sad for this family is this community these people who are wrecked but i'm like just sad for a nation that just feels like we just cannot do anything in to, to to in in face of this right you know? I, like whatever whatever needs to be done we just cannot get it done yeah 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 i you know i think i'm frustrated because we have so many global examples of how this can be different right yeah mm. we do that's a fact there are other many developed nations that have way less gun violence than we do you know and people are always like well yeah but norway like you know there's a big shooting or whatever and there was mm-hmm. there was and that was horrific but that was a huge deal because it never happens right. yeah. that's tuesday in the u.s yeah, yeah. i'm exhausted yeah it's yeah. hard to be like 
What do you think about that school? What do you think about right. that mass shooting? And we have to ask which one, which one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I got, had a colleague who posted this, uh, on Facebook this morning. I happened to see it and it's just a list of all the uh, schools, uh, anything from elementary up through college. Um, basically going back to, um, Thurston high school is the first one that's listed. So that's back, uh, two, sh- uh, shootings before Columbine. So we're going back mm-hmm. to late nineties. I don't yeah. know the date of the Thurston one. Um, but the Columbine was 99. And so I uh, will call this late nineties. I'm just going to scroll for this for you guys really fast and just let you observe how long this list is between that like i'm doing like multiple finger swipes yeah. to yeah. get to the end of that list that's right crazy. i mean that's i have not counted it because i don't have that kind of patience yeah. to count through a list like that but it's it's got to be 150 200 names like it's yeah. just insane yeah. the number and this is 23 years and this is yeah. what's happening right and yeah. it's uh you know, we we hold this sort of thing, and then we at the same time, this is you know for me as a person of faith, this is the real challenge, right? Is that I also hold on to this promise that God says it's not going to be like this. It doesn't, yeah. and it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be like this. And yet every time we turn around, it's still like this. And you know, it's moments like this where I'm like, oh, now I understand why the Book of Lamentations was written. Like, sure. Every other day, I'm like, Book of yeah, Lamentations, what is this? <laughs> yeah. like, but now I'm like, ah, oh, now I get yeah. it. Like, the world still sucks it's still broken and we're still crying out how long oh god because it does feel in these moments like god is absent and my faith tells me god is not right my faith tells me god is is present with us in the midst of this grief and grieves with us and and weeps alongside of us and longs for something better that's what my faith tells me but my experience in this moment is just like god what why how what and and where do we go from here and it's it's heartbreaking. It's a, it's a really challenging time to be a person of faith. I mean, it's a challenging time to be a person, but it's a challenging mm-hmm. time to be a person of faith to hold these two tensions of we have this loving, all-powerful God, and yet this, am I allowed to say crap on the podcast? You this make, crap continues you make to the happen. Rules, right? so. I make the rules. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah. So we ha- we hold both those things. And it's a really, it's a really exhausting uh, place to be, um, to hold that tension all the time. And um, I think we're in a particularly challenging time to hold that today. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, so we do actually have a little bit of an article here. Okay. From our friends at Relevant. Our pals. Yeah. Uh, amigos. Uh, and what's difficult about this article. How do you say friend in French? Uh, I don't know. Me mon ami. That's that's not it. <laughs> uh, How do you know? I'm pretty, is, mon is my. Right, is, is my ami, friend. Is ami mon ami. Okay, mon yeah. ami. Great. Uh, what's difficult about this article <laughs> Great. is uh, just got published uh, yesterday uh, on Tuesday. Um, but before, it's, a, it's before or after? After. Okay. But it's a republishing, or it takes a lot from an article written in uh, 2015. Okay. Uh, so it's kind of like this idea again, like this were this author's thoughts after a horrific mm-hmm, shooting mm-hmm. seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here we are. And it's worth repeating because here we are. Um, and that's what makes it difficult. But um the headline, and I think this will, you know, maybe have us an interesting conversation here. Do thoughts and prayers do any good? Uh, I know after every shooting, if you do go on social media, there's a lot of thoughts and prayers out there. A yeah. Lot. Uh, from our national leaders to our friends and family, you know, sure. lots of thoughts and prayers for uh, the people of Uvalde. Um, so now we're asking the question, do they do any good? Yeah. You know, I'll go on uh, on official record here. I am pro prayer. I'm a fan. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right, got that out of the way. That's right. Um, yeah. I, I think prayer is really important and really mm-hmm. valuable and really powerful. I do believe that prayer is powerful. Yeah. Um, 
I don't believe that our faith calls us to pray and not do anything else. Yeah. yeah so there's sort of this mythology around prayer, Ooh. I'll say, that is like, that is the best thing you can do for somebody yes. because you're yeah. tapping into the power of God. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get where that comes from. <laughs> sure. I disagree. I think sure. that prayer is most powerful for you as a person. Mm, yeah. And I think that you then have to step up <laughs> yeah. and do some you know, stuff. I Patrick, maybe you can help me out with this. It's uh, one of the pastoral letters. Is it uh, Peter, maybe? Well, you got to tell me what you're thinking before I can give you. <laughs> I was hoping that you would just read my mind. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's Peter. Yeah, okay, <laughs> Peter. Um, but no, so essentially, uh, the author is saying like, look, you know, what good is it to give someone a blessing if they're still hungry? At the That's, end of James. The day? Yep. That's James. That's James. Okay, yep. yeah. <laughs> so like, that doesn't do him any good. Like, it doesn't do you any good to pray for somebody and let right. their hum- or stomach still right. be hungry. That yeah. does not show them yeah. the love of God. Right, but to to pray for them and ideally, right, and this is now getting into my interpretation of prayer, I pray so that I can be closer to the heart of God, not right. so that God can become more like me, but so I can become more like God. And so if right. I'm praying to be closer to the heart of God, then my prayer should open me up to the ways in which I need to take action to care for others in the world right. the way that God would have me care for them. Um, so when I pray for someone to have healing, I'm asking God to reveal the ways that I can bring healing into that space, whether that's through my presence or through a meal or through, uh, I'm not a doctor, so probably not through medical intervention, but you know, other things that I might be right. I think that's yeah. why I pray for healing for people. If I'm praying for, uh, you know, the people of Uvalde, uh, am I saying that right? Uvalde. Uvalde. Yeah. Okay. Uvalde. Um, then I'm praying for God to open up the ways that I can bring peace and comfort into that space. Mm-hmm. And I believe a prevention of this into future spaces, right? right. Because, um, you know, I sent a, a message this morning to every teacher in our congregation that I could think of just saying that, hey, we're praying for you. But on top of that, if you need anything, I'm here. Like, yeah. call, call us, call the church. If you, a staff member, whatever, like, we're yeah. here. Um, you know, I can't, I, I don't know what else to do. So this is what I can do. Yeah. I can yeah. offer up to, to be here for you. And um, so how do we allow prayer to draw us closer to the heart of God? Rather than from my take, and this is judgy, and I apologize for that, but it seems like saying thoughts and prayers on Facebook or on Twitter or whatever is trendy and lets us feel pious and holy and lets us lets us bury our heads in an unhealthy way. I think right? it relieves that itch to do yeah, something. There it is, right? Yeah, like, because yeah. you should, I think, feel like you should do something yeah. in light of really any tragedy, but it's just such an easy out. Just to be like, oh, well, I've, you know, made sure. my opinion known on the Facebooks. Yeah. And yeah. so now. I, I don't have to do anything else because I've done that. I can yeah. forget about it. You know, uh, this is actually part of my sermon just this past Sunday as of recording. So what was that? The 21st, second, whatever that Sunday was, mm-hmm. um, where I was like, I was pointing out like look, the world is broken. There's mm-hmm. stuff that's wrong. We should, we should grieve and be sad about the way the world is working because it's not the way that it should be. Mm-hmm. And it, it is, it is right and appropriate for us to look that in the face and say, this is not what God wants it to be. Um, and yet we hold this tension that we're also supposed to celebrate the promise of God's resurrected life for us now and, and in the future. And I didn't realize that I was going to have to put that into practice so quickly after preaching sure. it. But I, I think that's kind of where we're sitting that I ha- we have to stare a tragedy like U- Uvalde in the face and say, this is absolutely not what is supposed to be happening. And we absolutely should be working for this to never happen again. Um, but also we believe in a God that, yeah. uh, has a power of resurrection over even death like this. Yeah. I, I'm certainly in agreement with everybody here. I think it's easy to feel small in the light yeah. of something big. And it's easy to say, well, what can I do? And this is something I can do. So we yeah. turn to that and then we've got to, 
post it on social media so that you know everybody knows we're turning to that. Um, but I think an increasingly uh, you know unreligious culture is kind of over it. Mm-hmm. And I think we're seeing that more and more af- mm-hmm. after every kind of one of these shootings. We're kind of over hearing it. And in some ways, I can say I'm also kind of over it. Yeah. Like I'm kind of over saying like, hey, thoughts and prayers. And then we move on as a mm-hmm. nation or as a community. Um, and then it happens again. And we repeat yeah. the cycle in, uh, you know, ad nauseum here. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and so I think our culture is kind of sometimes turning the church and getting a little frustrated. With like, oh, all these thoughts and prayers, they're doing nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, at least that's a perspective. Yeah. You know, it's not stopping school shootings. Yeah. Um, and oftentimes, you know, it feels like the Christians who are giving these thoughts and prayers or the politicians who are giving these thoughts and prayers have no tangible, practical, or real solutions mm-hmm. right. to any of these issues. And so I think it's easy to feel, if you're out there and you're angry and frustrated at hearing like thoughts and prayers and all these things, me too. I mm-hmm. get it. Mm-hmm. And I also pray, you know, like, yeah. and yeah. that's what's most right. And I sometimes pray and I'm like, I don't even know if this is doing any good, but God, I'm still praying to you right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I don't even know if I really even feel you, but I'm still sending this up. And I... I'm still doing those things. Yeah. And, you know, I was chatting with a friend and I'm like, what's really, really hard about this is it feels like one side of our political atmosphere says, I think we should do this. The other side says that'll never work with offering like kind of zero solution of their own. Mm -hmm. And then we just do nothing. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that makes it really tough. Right. Like it's kind of like, well, then what can we do? Right. Mm -hmm. If, if, uh, if we won't do the solutions that one side offers, and yet the other side seems to offer no solutions, mm-hmm. yeah. then like, then I guess we just wait and hope it's not yeah. my kid next time. Yeah. You know, that's what it feels like, that we're kind of trapped in this cycle. And I don't know the answer to get out of that cycle. Yeah, I'm not here to say like, well, vote for, you know, my preferred politician at the next thing or it's by a gun. Are you announcing your candidacy right now? No, I'm not. Or Patrick Nazanoff for <laughs> Nazanoff. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not here to say like you as a family need to make sure you go buy a gun or whatever. I'm not yeah. interested. I don't know what those things is, but but I can tell you it feels just very helpless. Yeah. And and that's sad. I mean, I do think part of me thinks that if every person that posted thoughts and prayers just supported an activist, maybe we would get somewhere, you know, yeah. just send two bucks to an activist. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's almost as easy as Posting yeah, you know, that on Facebook. I don't. This is not a fully formed uh, metaphor, but I wonder if this is helpful, right? So my, my wife and I uh, often have hard days, mm-hmm. right? As we all do, we have a day that's challenging. And I'm imagining like Amanda coming home and like having de- Williams in this uh, phase where he like just screams about everything for oh, no particular reason. Yeah, yeah, super great. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know she'll be getting screamed at because she wants to change his shirt that he spilled spaghetti sauce on or whatever, right? right. And he's screaming and kicking and. You know, if she comes down and says, I really, I need some help. Like, or this is a really hard situation. Like, what's going what can we do? And I just said, well, you're in my thoughts and prayers. <laughs> right. That's not conveying to her that I love or care about her or that I right. actually want anything yeah. to change. Right. Absolutely. Um, and maybe it's true. Maybe I am thinking of her and praying for her, even if I'm gone. Right. Like, you know, I was uh, at a, a retreat over a weekend a while back. Right. And yeah, you know, it's a hard time when one parent is gone and the other one's mm-hmm. solo parenting for a while. But, you know, if my response on the phone when she says, man, the kids are really being a pain right now, if my response is uh, that I'm sending thoughts and prayers, uh, I don't think that's what my wife wants to hear, right? Because it's not like a tangible thing. I can't do anything from a distance, but thoughts and prayers are also not what she's looking for. Like she need, 
you want that compassion. You want that genuine opportunity to yeah. engage in, yeah. in a real, in a relationship. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not sure, you know, when we kind of walk away from this podcast, like if we're going to really going to have a conclusion, it might just be like, I'm not sure. End right here. <laughs> it's probably won't end right here, <laughs> but I'm not sure we're really going to say like, this is what we need to do as people of faith. Cause well, unfortunately I, we don't run the world. Yeah. Yeah. To run the yes, world yeah. <laughs> on Sunday. Yeah. Girls. Yeah. Oh. Um, them yeah. too yeah just in the next whatever so ele- me. right whatever election <laughs> is right. coming up for you just ride in beyond sunday <laughs> they'll get it yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. we're gonna be like the soil and water examiners or something for mm, yeah. Montgomery County. Fun, yeah. the three of us yeah. <laughs> we, would make, three die. we would make great soil and water examiners <laughs> yes i know a lot about i did write water. my dad in for that one time in south carolina for an election oh. yeah you got one vote. There you go. <laughs> Congratulations, Dad. You've been yeah. voted for in an election. Yeah. Or a comptroller, whatever they do. Yeah. yeah. I hear like uh, something with the railroad. Those are the real powerful ones because they control yeah. like natural or uh, oil and gas stuff. Who knew? The railroad people in Texas. They're yeah. the ones to get elected. It's like yeah. Monopoly. Yeah. Yeah, I think. <laughs> Who controls the Baltimore Oriental. Yeah. No, not, not Oriental. What is it? <laughs> Baltimore, Ohio. b and B&O, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think um, one thing we can do is hold on to this longer in a mm. sense mm. like uh, instead of just waiting you know like letting this die out our national fervor and discussion kind of end is to hold on to this longer and if you know we as a population need to hold elected officials more accountable i mean we can do a better job of that of mm-hmm. asking both sides mm-hmm. what are your real tangible ways to deal with this and not allowing kind of platitudes or um you know um are waving away kind of uh, the problems or p- just pointing the finger at somebody else, but like asking like very hard questions and sometimes yeah. you know, hard questions better of our own side, mm-hmm. you know, not, mm-hmm. it's better to, you know, easier to just point to the other side and like, they're the reason we're not getting anything done. But that's, that does no, you no good. Like, you know, if, if my political opponent, they're not going to listen to my questions, but I got to listen, talk to the people who already, I kind of agree with mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. come better at, how do we figure this out together? Sure. Yeah. How do we present something better? Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, it's not a sprint and it doesn't do us any good for you to like run really fast for hundred meters and then just stop and be like, okay, I ran. But like, yeah, we got, we got to keep moving. Even if it's mm-hmm. a walk, even if it's a, we got to keep moving forward together right. and we got to figure out what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And hug your babies close and show them love and compassion and also understand, you know, our world is hard and sure. And it's always been hard. Yeah. And it's always, unfortunately, going to be hard. But we can make it better. We can. Yeah. All right. Any other thoughts? Yeah. Well, you know the things. So I think we're just going to let it in there today. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with more Beyond Sunday.